0: You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Are you searching for your dream job? Want to gain more clarity in your purpose? Well, in today's session, we're going to give you the information you need to plot a a clear path to the work you love. Hi, I'm Andy Storch. I'm your Summit host, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next legendary speaker. Ken Coleman is the number one best-selling author of The Proximity Principle and the host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The Ken Coleman Show. As America's career coach, he helps people discover what they love and what they do best so they can do work they love and produce the results that matter most to them. Ken's new book is called From Paycheck to Purpose and is all about finding a clear path to doing work you love, Ken. Welcome and thanks for being here.
1: I'm thrilled to be with you, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's so great to connect with you. I've been reading your book and looking at some of your stuff, and and just been uh, both uh, amazed and impressed with the work you put out there. Happy that we are so aligned in our philosophies and what I have in my book and what we're talking about in this summit and what you talk with people on a regular basis. And I'm excited to dig in to some of these topics because. I think one of the things that's going on right now, and, and I'd love to get your take and what you're hearing, is that we have entered this kind of renaissance in our economy and everything that's going on. There's the so-called great resignation happening where a lot of people are looking for new jobs or leaving jobs. Um, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people are overwhelmed with the number of opportunities that are out there and it causes anxiety. and They don't know what to do. Are you seeing this and, and how do we help people?
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely a correct observation, and I think we have to drive a little bit deeper. So they're overwhelmed with a lot of options, but what's really driving that emotion of being overwhelmed? And I think it's a simple uh, piece of data that we just did a work study, uh, and we're going to publish the results here in the next month or two. But one of the pieces of data that to me is the answer to this question is that nearly 50% of people are considering and want to change jobs, but they don't know what to change to. Hmm. And I think that when you aren't clear about which mountain you want to climb and then you're staring at a mountain range, you become overwhelmed. I know I want to climb a new mountain because I think that's what's going on, but they don't know which mountain to climb. And that is a that is an overwhelming prospect. And it gets back to, uh, the, uh, paralysis of analysis that we've all heard about we've all experienced in some area of our life if not multiple where okay I'm not sure I'm not clear so I'm analyzing this option this option this option this option this option and I think that that is uh that's the problem as opposed to going instead of looking at all the options let me look inward. And you know, that's what I teach, Andy. Mm-hmm. And let's get clear. That's the first stage of the seven stages we unpack in the book. Let's actually look inward and, 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 and turn our eyes off of the outward and let's look inward. And when we look inward, we go, okay, now I know what mountain I want to climb. And then I look out and I go, where's that mountain? Oh, I see it. There it is. That's what has to happen. And so that's the cause of this overwhelming, I don't know, because we don't want to make the wrong choice. We get freaked out. It's like picking a life mate, right? Like, oh, is this the one? Is this the only one for me? You know, and and so that's what's so terrifying about it. So we get clear. And when we get clear, we are confident. And when we are confident, we will be courageous when we need it. But But confidence and courage aren't something we can summon up. Yeah. Confidence and courage are byproducts of clarity.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting that you compare that to uh, looking for a life mate. You and I have both been married for a long time, kids. And I think a lot of times you see people, they meet someone and they just know like this is the one, you know, she or he is the one for me. Right. But on the flip side, we're looking for that dream job. Or we're looking for the job. I don't know, this is something I like, that's something I like about this over here. And maybe I'll interview for these four different jobs. And now I got to figure out what's the right fit for me. Uh, and I think part of the problem is people are not really spending much time getting clear on what it is that they were made to do or what they really want to do, right?
1: No, and you know why? Because they've never been taught how to. Mm. I mean, and I don't mind you pushing back on me here. Yeah. Because as I said that, I go, I don't want this to sound arrogant but it's not. And and then we've got the extra accountability here, folks. Andy's going to push back on me That's if right. I'm wrong. No fluff here. <laughs> but there is no institutional program or institutional philosophy or institutional methodology in the in the United States that teaches a person how to truly discover what they were created to do. There are people like me that are out there and we're kind of coming at it and We've created the Get Clear Career Assessment, which does this, which which walks you through what I'm about to unpack. But here's what doesn't exist. We don't, in our educational institutions, public and private, there is no overall directive to go, let's help kids become pathfinders. Mm. What we are doing is, is we are helping kids become test takers. Memorize, 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 regurgitate, regurgitate, regurgitate. That's the yeah. American education system. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to crap on it.
0: Well, I mean, there's, a lot, of great the there's a lot of no, great no, things. A lot of great things. Yeah. I
1: didn't I'm say, yeah, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah. the sole function of the American education system, at what it's doing is it's about test scores. I'm not saying there aren't some nice derivatives, right. okay? And I'm all for the liberal arts and learning how to think. But I'm saying if you look at least through K-12, from a public standpoint, it is about test scores. That's what it's about. And so everything is driven towards memorize, 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 regurgitate, 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 so that the, te- the public school system can get their funding, the teachers keep their jobs. And so we're turning kids into test takers is my point. And there's no methodology or philosophy that turns them into pathfinders. So, so here's what's missing. A person doesn't know how to get clear because they don't even know what to do to get clear. So here's what you do. You look at your own personal dashboard. I believe every human being has three elements, Andy. Here hmm. they are. Talent, passion, mission. Talent, passion, mission. Super easy to understand. Here we go. Talent, what we do best. Duh. Hard <laughs> skills, people skills. Yep. Okay. Character traits. Hard skills, people skills, character traits. There's that bucket. This is what I do well. I'm not talking average. Mm-hmm. I'm talking above average, good and great talent. This yeah. is what I can now hone into a sharpened skill. You
0: excel at it. You often hear from friends and colleagues like, man, Ken, you're you're really good at that. I wish I yeah. could be that good.
1: Yeah. Comes easy for you. Yeah, And you see somebody else struggling at it. This mm-hmm. is not difficult stuff, but we've got to really truly... Look at the clues. Look at the evidence. The second bucket or indicator, if you will, the element on your dashboard is passion. And I define passion as work you love. So, in this particular context, I just use I'm using one word for people to be able to grab passion, work you love. You love the work itself, the task, the function, or we could call it a role. You love it. You look forward to it. When you're in the middle of it, time stands still. You have a euphoric feeling, um, otherwise known as flow by the legendary psychologist Mihai Mihai, did 30 plus years of research on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's an ecstasy. And then you don't want to stop it. You want to, you want to get better at it. You will suffer to get better at it. That's passion. Okay, so we just love the work itself. And then finally, the third element, because all work, you know this, Andy, creates a result. So what are the results that I want to produce in the world through my work? And yeah. this is so beautiful because this combines uh the the personal and the professional. I think too many people try to separate the personal and professional. And it's like what 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 gives you juice personally ought to give you juice professionally. There's a tie. Yeah. And so mission is the word I use here and this is we, we think of mission uh, most of the time from a military standpoint. What, what is the objective of the mission? So our mission is to do this. And so our mission speaks to the results that we want to contribute to the world through our work. And, and, and so this largely comes down to people I want to help, problem I want to solve, re, uh, solution for the problem. Now, when I put all three in alignment, Andy, I'm on purpose. I'm super clear. Ah, I'm supposed to use what I do best, talent, to do work I love, passion, Mm. to produce results that matter to me, mission. I want to say it again because it's so simple. There's no error in that sentence. You want to know how to get clear? Figure out how to use what you do best, talent, to do work you love, passion, to produce results that matter to you, mission. And when we figure that out, we fill in those blanks, talent, passion, mission, then we see that those three elements come together. And they're a neon blinking arrow pointing out to the world at work. And we go, all right, now that I've got this purpose statement, which I teach people how to do in the Mm -hmm. book, and we've got the get clear career assessment at KenColman.com, it's less than 20 minutes. It'll fill out your purpose statement for you. But now you look out there to the world at work and you go, I'm looking at job descriptions. I'm looking at opportunities that align with this purpose statement. Now, all of a sudden I realize, oh, there are multiple paths, multiple jobs, careers, even dream jobs that will allow me to be on
0: purpose. That's how you get clear. I can, I'm sure you, you get this a lot. What about the person who, you know, figures out they have a talent for something? Let's say they're really good at math or engineering or technical skills, but they, fig- they find their passion in other areas like art or music or uh, helping people or something like that. Do you find a way to combine those? Do you pick one? Do you look at trade-offs? Like, how do you, how do you figure out what to do?
1: Well, when you have multiple options like that, Right? And you go, I'm going to match it up to my purpose statement. Do I? I'm interested in these three things. There's some combos. Okay, let's look at them. Do I have the talent to do it? Check. Yes. Do I love this kind of work? Does it make my heart swell? I, I would suffer rejection, patience, failure to be able to do it. Check. Yes. Does this create a result that? When I get in the car at the end of the day, I would go, this connects to my personal values. That's mission. Check. If the answer is yes, then we go, okay, let's just do the old-fashioned heart test, all right? A, B, C. All of them make sense. All of them are on purpose. Which one of them gives me the most juice? Like, let's not overthink this, you know? Yeah. I get this call all the time on the Ken Coleman Show. I've got A or B. And we just do the old-fashioned grandma pros and cons, you know, are, are they all on purpose? Yes. Which one is the best? Which one gives the most juice? This is where we've got to listen to the heart. When we see that process I just taught just moments ago is a logical process. It is a mental process. Yeah. But what's beautiful about it, Andy, and you know this—you've read the book—is that when I go through this mental process and I logically answer the questions, then I must listen to my heart because we've already verified we're not delusional,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So so now we remove all of that, and so now it. It's we've removed the risk. This isn't a risky proposition in that. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. Well, sure, you're built for this. The question is, what do you want to do? And so that's where the heart comes in. We've got to listen to the heart.
0: In your book, you also talk about uh, kind of testing this with other people and getting some feedback from time to time, right? Because we may still, you might still look at that and say, well, there's actually two or three things that I still really feel drawn to. And there's one that I think is the one, but I'm not really sure. Is there value in, in getting feedback from others?
1: Yes, absolutely, uh, because what we do is is we, we want to listen to our heart, okay, um, and and yet while we're trying to get to that total place of, okay, my heart's going to reveal what the right uh, choice is, it never hurts to get the counsel of other people, okay, because they don't have any emotion in it, okay, and so, it, it, so they're bringing us more logic, right, um, but then... Ultimately, what we want are people that know us really, really well, who will be truth tellers. And so they can gauge, is this healthy emotion or is this unhealthy emotion? So we may be teetering one way or the other and they go, no, this is based on what I know of you and, and what you feel. When you talk about it, this one is the clear winner. You know, mm-hmm. So that kind of perspective is tremendously helpful. But I'm going to tell you something. And again, I, I would always say there's always great wisdom in getting multiple counsel. However, you must get counsel in the context of clarity. You already are clear at this point. Hmm. So someone talking you out of it on talent, passion, mission is a bad idea if you know it to be true. We're talking about, that we're, we're talking about helping uh, you see maybe some blind spots emotionally um, that you wouldn't see within that context. So, you know, I've had many people call me and go, Again, my, my my mom or my dad or, or my friends are telling me this and I've been listening to you and I know that this is on purpose for me, but they're telling me this, this and this. What do you think? And I always flip it back to them. And what we find out is, is that we've got to be very careful because we as humans, one of our greatest needs is belonging. Yes. And belonging is pure, but it becomes impure and unhealthy when we attach approval and unhealthy approval to this sense of belonging. And I want you to belong, but I want you to belong where you were created to belong, not belong to people that you just long to have connection with. Very, very big difference there.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. We we crave belonging uh, and we fear rejection, which comes from thousands of years of evolution uh, but we've got to, as I tell people all the time, you've got to live your life for you. You've got to own your career. It's good to go get advice and feedback, but oftentimes people are afraid of you taking a chance, and they try to talk you out of it, or they they try to hold you back for various reasons, uh, or they just I don't want to really point know. Out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you just said something that's good. I just want to quickly say. Yeah. They are projecting their own fears and doubts yes. on you.
0: Yes. Absolutely. I mean, they and or they're afraid you're going to leave them behind, or you know whatever it may be. If you've got current colleagues, you're thinking about doing something else. So, um, you know, you, you figure out this, this path that you want to follow and maybe you get some feedback, but you're, you know, where you want to go. And so you're, you're ready to get going. Uh, and your book, you, you talk about the next step really is where you get into the hard work. So you you can't just start going, applying for that dream job right away. Right.
1: Yeah. So the next stage, and, and by the way, there are seven stages in the book and think of this as a mountain climb because this metaphor is going to hold. So the next stage is I got to get qualified. So I know this is the mountain range I want to climb. We're clear, stage one. And now we go, okay, what is it going to take to actually get up the mountain? Okay, so, you know, if you're going to climb Mount Everest, you're going to have to have a guide. You're going to have to get physical shape, mental, emotional shape prepared for that. You're going to have to get all kinds of equipment, all these things. So the get qualified stage is where we overcome so much uncertainty. Because this is a terrifying proposition. This is the mountain I want to climb, but how in the crud am I going to climb this mountain, right? Well, as you know, in the book, we give four qualifying questions that are simple. And yet when we answer them, the answers become the plan. Mm. So the four qualifying questions, I'll just list them and then I'll break them down quickly. The first one is the education question. What do I need to learn? The second one is the experience question. What do I need to do? The third question is the economic question. How much is that going to cost me? And then the fourth question is the expectation question. How long is this going to take? Now, break those down. Those sound very simple there, but what do I need to learn? Don't assume it's a college degree. If it's not the only way to get where you want to go, a degree, don't do it. If it's not the best way, don't do it. So ask yourself, is a degree or some type of higher learning the only way or the best way? the answer to those is yes, then you do it. If you don't, great news. There are lots of options in 2021 that are a whole lot less time consuming and a whole lot more affordable. So let's move now to the experience question. So this is what I got to learn. And then I got to be honest with myself. What experience do I need to get where I want to go, the top of the mountain? So that means there are some entry level options that I'm going to have to take. I get this call in the Ken Coleman show all the time. Hey, Ken, I'm applying for all these jobs. And they keep telling me I need experience. Well, how am I going to get experience if I can't get the job? And I feel like going, oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're applying too high up the ladder. Yeah. If you're applying for a job that you don't have the experience for, you're looking too high up the ladder. Look lower on the ladder. We're going to have to embrace this. This is why it's really important in this qualifying question to be realistic and say, what experience do I need to get to the top of the mountain? So, therefore, I'm going to have to start here. But I'm on the mountain, and now I've, I've started ascending. Then the third question is, once I look at that education and experience piece, there are some financial sacrifices and some financial outlays, costs, that are going to be associated with that, and I need to know those numbers. Because absent of the numbers, um, we kind of create this monster in the closet in our head, and we, we never get out of, uh, out of the room, We're terrified to leave the bed. And so then we lead to, okay, once we get the financial numbers, we get a realistic number, we go, okay, what do I have to save, right? What am I going to have to sell? What budgetary changes am I going to have to make, sacrifices am I going to have to make to be able to afford this? And and that's the financial question. And that leads us to, okay, based on my financial reality, it's going to take me 18 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever. So what happens is, is now we have all the answers we need to be able to formulate a plan and then we've also overcome the greatest fear we all face, and that's the fear of the unknown.
0: Now we have a plan. Now we have certainty, uh, and we know where we want to go. It gives us the clarity. Um, I talk about this too. Then you know you have that path. You can start to make a plan and start making progress. It's not going to go perfectly, but at least you have that. Now you talk, and the next step about something that I am really passionate about, and we were just chatting about it before we got on, which is leveraging connections, relationships, right, to help you get to where you want to go.
1: Yeah. So connections are the key to progress. They're the currency. I mean, if you're looking for some change in your hand to buy that bus ticket or that train ticket to the next stop on your journey, connections are the currency. Um, and we do a deep dive in these two chapters. I, I wrote a book previously that you mentioned called The Proximity Principle, which was a deep dive on this. We don't go as deep into this book because uh, we don't want to regurgitate the entire book in two chapters. However, um, we talk about the art of connection in this book, and and what you have to understand is 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 that simple principle of the proximity principle that in order to do what I want to do or go where I want to go, I got to be around people that are going there or are there, right, or doing it, and I got to get in places where uh, that work is happening, and that's the formula here: the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. You know, I've used this illustration. Um, if I saw a guy out in the parking lot today wandering around and I walked up to him and I said, "Sir, can I help??" And he said, Yeah, uh, I am a little bit lost could Could you uh tell me where the train station is? Why are you on our parking lot? Well I'm trying to catch a train. well, you're in the wrong place. Go to the train station yeah. right You know, like if I'm trying to catch a break and catch an opportunity and I'm just sitting at home firing out resumes and trying to connect on LinkedIn and coming up with all these other reasons why I shouldn't get out there and connect, um, then I'm personally holding myself back. I'm tying myself to a stake. And um, that's the problem, is that most people don't believe they know enough people. They are worried about rejection. They've got too much pride to ask for help. And so that's what we unpack in this stage. But getting connected is is the key to moving Throughout life, you're never going to stop connecting. And, and one point on this, we also do a deep dive into this is not networking. This is relating. this is This is coffees and conversations and lunches and Zooms and being a student and learning from people. Asking for knowledge and wisdom, not asking for a job. Right. Asking for knowledge and wisdom is going to, number one, benefits you um, as you learn and grow. But number two, it's going to create a better connection and a personal connection because the person you are asking knowledge and wisdom from feels valuable Mm -hmm. in the moment. And thus they value you because you made them feel valuable. And that turns into enormous opportunities when you least expect it.
0: I agree completely. Uh, You're you're giving value to them in letting them share their journey and share advice. And when you're just asking them to share that, it's not too difficult, uh, but you go too far when you start asking people for jobs. But those things come when you make all those connections and build the right relationships. Um, Now, before we uh, run out of time, I want to get to an important topic, which is what holds people back. You mentioned fear in there. And I think that's usually the biggest factor, fear or some sort of limiting belief Mm. that yeah, I want to go for this thing, but I'm probably never going to get it. Or I've set this goal, but you know, I've got all these other things going on and I just haven't gotten to it yet. How do you help people with that?
1: Yeah. So there are three primary enemies that I've heard in 5,000 phone calls Hmm. on the air. It's fear, doubt, and pride. They, they, they love to hang out together. Generally, they're all there together, beating up on us at the same time. Um, and these voices sound like, so the voices of fear, the biggest voices are, um, The fear of the unknown. So you have no idea how to get there. This is silly. This is crazy. Yeah. Um. Because you don't know. So fear of the unknown. We talked about that a moment ago. Fear of failure. Um, fear of rejection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are your big three fears.
0: I would add fear say? of judgment too, right? You make a move that goes with fear of failure, right? Other people are gonna, you know, shame me or laugh at me if I try something and it doesn't work 100%. out.
1: 100. Yeah, yeah, I call that one the fear of peers, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's everybody else gonna say? Yeah. Um. And that, that I kind of put, that's a fear, but it also comes down to pride. Mm. You know, I'm too worried about what everybody else is going to think. I'm trying to create an image and keep my image up of being this smart, safe guy or gal. Um, The voices of doubt are, um, do I have the talent? Do I have what it takes to actually do this? Uh, Do I have enough time or money? I don't have enough time or money, right? That's the voice. Um, No one's going to give me a shot. This pivot, it's just... It's just too risky. And then pride is, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I don't want to be that guy who asks for help, you know, or I don't actually want to go do this because gee whiz, I'm 35. I've got a great 401k stock options. I've been in this company for now 12 years. Yep. People are going to think I've lost my ever loving mind if I leave. That That's the voice of pride. So so what do we do? Practically speaking, what do we do when we hear those voices? Um specifically fear and doubt, there are times where fear and doubt are protecting us. So I don't want to be too general and kind of give bad advice by throwing out, well, fear and doubt are always lying to you. Not the case. If I go out in the parking lot today and there's a basketball hoop and uh, somebody throws me a ball and says, Ken, try to dunk that. Um, I'm going to have some real doubt as to whether or not I can do that. In that case, doubt is telling me the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, now, I'm gonna give one more example and then we're gonna tie this together. Uh, another example. Um, if I go hiking this weekend in, in the numerous hills of Tennessee, and I get up on a high ledge and I and I tow the ledge and I look down, and it's certain death down there, and I feel the pang of fear that's telling me to back up. Fear, again, is not lying to me there. Fear is protecting me. Okay. Now, um, when we doubt, okay, so, so we go, okay, well, I, I've gone this direction. I've gotten qualified. I've gotten connected. And now I've got a great opportunity to join this company. And I start to have doubt. Oh, gosh, imposter syndrome. Am I going to actually be able to win in this position? That's doubt. Uh, fear. Um, oh, man, I got a great opportunity. I got a great opportunity to launch this business, to launch this side hustle, to do this thing. But what if nobody likes it, nobody buys it? Mm -hmm. That's the fear of rejection. Okay, now I've given you both sides of those voices, okay? So what do we do to find out if, in fact, fear and doubt are lying to us or protecting us? We go back to stage one. We retreat to clarity. Okay, just like when we were kids playing freeze tag, and the person who was it was running us, chasing us down on our heels, and we frantically got to home base, and then we went, (sighs) we caught our breath. Well, that's what we've got to do here. we got to retreat to clarity. We go back to, do I have the talent? Do I have the passion? Is this on mission? Hmm. Go right back to that, Andy. Because when I go back and I go, yeah, I got the talent. There's no question. I got the tools. I got the premium tools to do this, to pull this off. I absolutely love this work. If I don't do this work, I'm going to be a cold and timid soul, as Teddy Roosevelt referred to, Hmm. right? Who knows neither victory nor defeat. And then mission, I go, no, I desperately want to help these people solve this problem with this solution. It is missional. It is connected to me. And, and so when I go back and I retreat to clarity, and I go, oh, okay. And so I get clear again, Andy. Now my confidence, and I tell fear and doubt, shut up, get out of the way. We're moving forward. And that's where courage comes in. So that's yeah. how we overcome those.
0: Uh, can we hear a lot about the the great resignation and the great reshuffle and people are changing jobs or quitting jobs or looking at moving different places uh, these days. But a lot of times for people, the dream job or the better job is just a promotion away or is, is somewhere inside the company they already work for. And um, you talk about this in your book as well, helping people kind of get to that next level and, and find that opportunity where they already are.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think so many people are always looking out, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, and we fail to look around us. We fail to look around us. And there's so much in that question, right? My mind's going a million yeah. different directions and we're we're short on time. Um, but, but, but I, I think what people need to understand is, is that, um, when you feel this, this, um, unrest, this churning inside of you, um, one of the things, again, that we try to do is we are trying to always look out, out, out. And there might be a tremendous opportunity here. And then, and then also, as you know, we write about in the book, we start to see some other things. We go, oh, that looks great. And it's a mirage. And it's not the dream. We think it might be, oh, this would be the grass is greener over here. Mm-hmm. And we move too quickly, right, because it looks super attractive. And I get this call on the Ken Coleman Show all the time. Hey, Ken, uh, I took a great job big promotion, big pay bump, and I'm miserable. What do I do now? And what happens is, is that when we feel that restlessness, because we as humans don't like that feeling, we really don't. So we try to solve it really quick. And I think what I want to say here is, is that be careful. Um, I get back to that clarity process. And as you're, you know, there, there might be uh, a great opportunity. Well, I take that back. it back. might be a good opportunity, but it's not the right opportunity. And, and I want you to make sure you go, okay, is the timing right? We write about this in the book extensively uh, in that chapter on mirage or dream where we go, okay, there's several qualifying um, factors that we need to look at before we move on. And primarily I see that the temptation for people is when you get on purpose, you start getting momentum, is that the paycheck looks good right? You go, oh, that looks good in my bank account. That, that's going to make my life better. Mm-hmm. And then the promotion feels good, right? Staying a little taller. Hey, they want me. I'm desired. They think I'm great. You go. And that's it. And so the look good, feel good says, this is the right decision. This is smart. It's a good decision. And it not always is the case.
0: Right. Yeah. I think we got to consider all angles why I love you talking mm-hmm. about this talent, passion, purpose, um, you know, mixed in with, yeah, there's title and and pay and all the things that you consider growth opportunities. But, you know, is it really lighting you up? Because this is about finding your purpose and, and really moving in the right direction. Um, Ken, this has been great. We got we to gotta wrap things up here. Um, what's one more? Oh, well, first of all, where can people find you? I know you host the Ken Coleman show on a regular basis. You've got this book from paycheck to purpose is out there. Uh, where can people go to find out more information? And What's one more thing you would say that people should think about that they can do right now to really get started moving towards their, their dream job?
1: Well, I, you know, I would tell you folks, I certainly want you to read the book, um, but if you want to fast forward, I would go to kencolman.com and I would order the bundle where we've got the Get Clear Career Assessment. If you've heard of strength finders or other tests like this, they only focus on talent. We're going to show you what your top talents are You're going to get a detailed report. We're also going to show you the type of work that you absolutely get lit up when you're doing. And then we're going to show you your missional drivers. What motivates you? What motivates you? Those are results. You're going to get a detailed report on all three of those talent, passion, mission that we've been talking about. And then the book is the guide up to the top of the mountain. I think the assessment is the, you know, we write about this in the book. So you can get it and you can do it manually. I teach Mm -hmm. it in the book. But I would say, get really clear in this season, as you consider everything, uh, because if you can get clear and reestablish that mountaintop, it's a game changer. And so the book and the assessment together, I think it's a thirty-dollar bundle, and the hmm. assessment's thirty bucks on its own. So right now we've got a deal where you get that. But I think uh, the assessment's the compass. I think the book is the the field guide to get up the mountain. Uh, but that's what I would do. I would reestablish clarity. Um, and by the way, I've given you the process in this conversation.
0: Yeah, it's like, all right just, here. If you're right, taking notes
1: here's the deal. We just gave it away. Do the work. Right. And I'm okay with it, but just sit down and do the work and, um, um, and then, and then strike out, you know, like strike out on the path, like get right. after it, you know, yeah. don't just, don't just get clear, get busy. Take action. Um, yeah. Ken Coleman.com is the website where you can see the show on Sirius XM, YouTube podcasts, uh, 75 radio stations across the country. All the social media is there at Ken Coleman on Instagram Uh, We have a ton of free resources that we just give away uh, on the website. So I'd love for folks to connect with me there.
0: Love it. Tons of stuff. You're there and and everybody learns different ways, right? So take notes, you know, go back through this interview and take notes, go get the book, go to the website and get the assessment. Uh, But just spend time on, you know, figuring out, getting clear on your purpose, who you are, where you want to go, and then make a plan, start taking action. Uh, Ken, this has been great. We covered a lot of ground in this interview. We talked about uh, how and why people are so overwhelmed, uh in the working world right now we talked about the personal mission dashboard talent passion mission we talked about the career assessment talked about how to decide between different paths getting feedback and advice from others talked about getting qualified uh to overcome uncertainty you mentioned the education question experience economic question expectations we talked about leveraging connections to make progress we talked about the three primary enemies of progress fear doubt and pride We talked about looking at promotions and finding opportunities right where you are now. And we talked, of course, about getting clear where you want to go, making a plan and starting to take action. And uh, Ken, I want to thank you again for coming on uh, and sharing all of that with us. I really appreciate it. I know there's been a lot of value here. And for everybody watching and listening at home, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I know Ken does as well. Uh, I hope you're taking notes. And the most important thing is that you do take some action from this you know, get clear on where you want to go, make a plan and then go take the first step, right? Go out and meet somebody, talk to somebody, uh, apply for a job, whatever it is, but take some action. Uh, That's what this is all about.